Unstoppable Success Radio, episode 325. I'm Kelly Roach, and you are listening to Unstoppable Success Radio, the podcast for achievers, believers, dreamers, and doers who want to build a profitable, sustainable business around a life of purpose, fulfillment, freedom, and family. Now let's get down to business. Welcome to Unstoppable Success Radio. I am your host, Kelly Roach, and I am thrilled to have with me here today special guest of the week, Kevin Eikenberry. So guys, I want to tell you a little bit about Kevin, and I certainly cannot cover his entire extensive bio here because he has changed the game of leadership. He has not only been named to five exclusive lists. In 2014, he was on Inc.com's top 100 leadership and management experts in the world and 100 great leadership speakers for your next conference, American Management Association's Leaders to Watch in 2015, and Top Sales World's 2015 Top Sales and Marketing Influencers, as well as the best 50 leadership blog sites from Ready to Manage in 2016. And that is just one little sliver of the pie of what uh, Kevin is contributing to the world in and around the topic of leadership. So Kevin, I know I couldn't cover it all there, but what else is it important for our listeners to know about you before we dive into our interview here today? Day. Well, you already talked about all the stuff that makes my mom happy. So, uh, no, <laughs> I love it. No, I, I, the most important thing, Kelly, I think for people who are listening today is that they're in. I've been doing it a long time. So, I have a an organization of people spread out across the United States. So, I lead a remote team of about fourteen people currently. And so, I'm not just writing about and coaching others on leadership. I'm leading every single day. At, while I run my business. So hopefully that what, whatever, wherever you lead this conversation, Kelly, will be useful to everyone who's listening. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think that's really important to highlight that you're coaching and developing that team of 14 every single day because, you know, when we when we speak about leadership, it's really that in the trenches, um, day-to-day interaction that makes all the difference in the world. So, you know, Kevin, I think one of the biggest things for our listeners is, you know, these guys are small business owners and entrepreneurs. You know, obviously everyone start off starts off getting tactical help, administrative and techie help in their business, but they soon realize that in order to have a world-class brand, they actually need people that are invested in their mission, invested in their company. And, you know, culture is not something that small business owners and entrepreneurs typically proactively think about, but obviously it's a game changer in terms of results. And I know that you're an expert in this. So, okay. So for our small business owners and entrepreneurs that are listening that are just at the beginning stages of building and growing their company that really want to transaction, they want to transition from having tactical help, administrative and techie support, maybe in an administrative capacity to actually building a a team, with a culture, with a mission, and, you know, a a group of people that are invested in their brand, where does that start? And how does someone get get started in in that building process? Again, I'm still not hearing all the question, but the main thing is you've got to be clear enough on your own mission that you can share it with others. And sharing something with someone one time is not enough. Uh, And so we've got to find ways to be communicating Uh, our purpose and our message with our team regularly and in a variety of ways. Uh, Because what's very clear in our own head, oftentimes we've not made clear enough for others to understand. And even if it's clear to us, we've got to make sure that we're consistently and continually making it clear to them. It's not just by saying it, 
it's about everything that we do. Because at the end of the day, Kelly, people are watching us more than they're listening to us anyway. So everything we do has got to be consistent with what we're trying to accomplish. And if people see that, uh, not only will they become clear on what that mission is, but people want to be led by people who are consistent and they know what they can expect. So as that becomes clear, uh, it will also make them more interested and engaged in wanting to be moving on that journey with you. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I think the the consistency of communicating it and showing it in the decisions that you make but then also tying it back, right? Like we're doing this because, you know, our mission is X, Y, Z, or we're not doing that because that's not in alignment with the vision and the mission for the company. So you said doing it a, a lot and frequently in a variety of different ways. Any specific examples that you would want to give to our listeners in terms of how you begin uh, consistently communicating that vision and that mission to your team and and actually get them to begin to, to feel as invested in that as you are? Well, a couple things. So one is uh, it's, you know, if it, it should be a part of, if you call it onboarding or whatever you want to call it, when you're spending uh, time with someone, when they first join you, it's got to be infused in everything that you talk about right from the start. Uh, and then if you're having team meetings, you ought to be talking about key metrics. or you ought to be talking about those yeah. key ideas, or you've got to be talking about those those examples of someone taking care of a customer in the way that is, is what you're after or what you're looking for. And the other thing that I would say, Kelly, to back to your point is that it isn't just me talking about it and me telling you, it's me saying, okay, so you know where we're headed. How would you handle this situation? In other words, a part of coaching others is giving them the opportunity to think through how they would do something and just make sure that they're doing that through the lens of what you're trying to create in terms of your mission and in terms of your brand. And so if you use that as the frame that you continue to ask people questions about and encourage them to share through, uh, you're creating a filter that becomes what we, we all think about all day long. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's perfectly said. I love it. So, you know, I think that most people in the entrepreneurial world, you know, I was lucky. I had a background in management and leadership and sales training before I started my business. So, you know, it, it was very natural for me. For for many people getting into entrepreneurship, you know, building a team in their own company is the very first time that they're truly managing a quote unquote sales force, right? Um, or it's the first time maybe even that they're managing others at all. So let's talk a little bit. I mean, obviously, you've worked with um, some of the biggest and, and best names in the world in terms of leadership and, and building world-class brands. Let's talk a little bit, Kevin, about the characteristics of truly remarkable leaders that are able to do extraordinary things with their teams. Well, you know, in the in the time frame, in the construct of this uh, conversation, Kelly, I would just say this to everybody. Uh, as a entrepreneur, as a small business owner, you've got a lot of things on your plate to do. And if you're going to grow your business, you can't ignore this piece. Um, you have to think about more than just managing people, but leading people. Because if you don't do that, you'll never get anywhere near what your goals and dreams are. Uh, and so if I could give you a long list and, and uh, of competencies to your question, but I'm going to give people one, a place to start. Uh, and that first place to start is this, is that as if you want to be a successful leader, you're talking about something that's exceedingly complex to do. One of our clients is NASA. And if you ask NASA scientists who are now leaders, what's harder to do, build a rocket or lead people? And they will, to a person, tell you leading mm -hmm. people is harder. Mm -hmm. And so you've got to be 
a learner. If you want to be an effective leader, you got to be consciously and intentionally spending time learning how to do it. Uh, and there's a you know hundred resources and ways to go about doing it, but you've got to put it on your plate, and you can't let it fall off of your plate. And even if you think, well, I think I can figure this out for me. Here's the challenge. The challenge is that you want your team to be learning all the time. And guess what? As we said earlier, they're watching you. So if you want them to be learning, they've got to see you doing the same. And oftentimes as entrepreneurs, we find ourselves like we think we're supposed to now have all the answers and a no highly effective leader has all the answers and they know that their team has all sorts of insights and perspectives to, to share. So I would say that and, and I would, Kelly, two more things that I would add real quick. And that is that at the end of the day, leadership isn't about us at all. While I'm saying that we ought to be learners. Uh, fundamentally, leadership is all about outcomes and other people. It's all about the outcomes that we want to set, which you've already mentioned and we've already talked about, but it's then about the people through whom we will help reach those outcomes. And uh, so our job as a leader is to be focused on how do we help them move toward the desired outcomes. And if we do that, we're heading in the right direction, but it's exceedingly a complex thing to do. Yeah, no, it absolutely is. I mean, you you have a, a quite extensive program, you know, teaching people how to become effective leaders, and and I do as well. And you know, it, it's it is a journey over a lifetime. Certainly, it's it's something that I agree with you when you said the NASA. You know, they said it's it's harder to you know build a spacecraft than it is to become an effective leader. And I think most would agree. But I also think it's the most rewarding thing about being in any type of business setting is seeing the unbelievable things that when unite a team can accomplish and also getting to see something that you're actually able to build that then can extend beyond you. And I think that's the most extraordinary thing about building a great team is that, you know, the the multiplier effect that no person working 24 hours a day, seven days a week can ever add up to the, the exponential potential, you know, of a team working together, which is amazing. So Kevin, one thing I want to ask you about. So you mentioned on, you know, several occasions in the interview already having a specific outcome and, you know, having deliverables and, and metrics and tactics is something that we talk about a lot on the show. And I can say for sure that one of the things that I see new leaders, managers, small business owners struggling with is being okay with holding people accountable and really owning accountability as a way to help people to grow and to learn and to understand how to do their jobs and do it well. Can you speak a little bit about the role of accountability in leadership and what some of the, the characteristics of the best leaders are when it comes to accountability? Well, accountability is a huge piece of what we need to do to be successful uh, as leaders. And here's where most people mess up first. Um, well, first of all, they're often not clear enough on what the goals are. Yes. Uh, hard to hold people accountable if they're not, if we're not clear on where they're headed. But the second thing, and I think I think small business owners and entrepreneurs are especially susceptible to this, although they're not alone. And that is that uh, we're not ready to let go enough. And so if we won't let go, then people won't feel that they can be accountable because they feel like at the end of the day, you're making the decisions, you're doing the stuff. See, at the end, really when it's, what it's all about, Kelly, is that accountability is about ownership. So we're trying to create a sense of ownership, which people feel like I can be accountable for things that I can have some influence on. But if I don't yes. feel like I can influence it, I'm not going to take any action. So uh, we have to uh, let go enough and we have to let our people know that, hey, this is, this is in your sphere of influence. You can't influence this. You may not be able to control it. There are a few things in life we can control, but we can have 
influence on things. And our job as a leader is to help people see that picture clearly and then to not only hold them accountable, Kelly, which is what most people want to talk about, but I want to talk about help helping them be accountable. Mm-hmm. So we help people be accountable by making the boundaries clear, by giving people the skills that they need, and then letting them do it. And so we, we have to absolutely hold people accountable. But the problem with focusing only about holding people accountable is then the accountable becomes a four-letter word, and no one wants to really touch it, and it seems like a negative thing. So I want you all to think about not only holding people accountable, and there's a moment where we have to, time we have to do that for sure, but to help them be accountable. And that starts with giving people a clear picture of what is in their sphere and what they're allowed to and what you're going to let them and what you're going to encourage them to take action on. Yeah. And I, and I, I love that. And I agree with you. And I think it's believing in them and showing them that you believe in them to the extent that you're going to allow them the opportunity to make mistakes, allow them the opportunity to fail, work through it together, um, course correct. But also I, I think that I see people kind of swing the pendulum really far one way or really far in the other way. Yeah. Um, yeah. it's either, yeah. you know, y- this is yours now. I'm not going to look at it, touch it, be aware of it. And then I'm going to get really upset and disappointed when it all goes wrong. Right. Or it's like, I'm not going to give you enough space to breathe to actually be able to own this and to passionately work towards the best result and then be your guide and your champion, your advocate that's still invested, but, but gives you enough space to create the outcome, right? So here's the thing. We, we work, you talk about the pendulum when I, I talk about two ends of the spectrum, it's the same idea. On one end, we have to dictate, right? We're just going to tell them people what to do and they could do it. There's no accountability there. And the other end of the of the spectrum is what you described, which is what I would call abdicate. Just say, oh yeah, you go do it. But then we're we're doing two making two mistakes there. If we completely abdicate, um, you know, there's fewer things in life that are scarier than a blank sheet of paper. If people have no guidance, no sense of of, of expectation or anything that can be extremely hard for people. And so we don't want to abdicate and then pull back when they screw up to your point. What we want is to collaborate. We want something in the middle between dictate and abdicate, which is what I'll call collaborate. And what that looks like could be different based on that person's background and skills, based on the trust that's been developed between you, based on the way that you're choosing to work together, whether you're working down the hall, as some of my team does, or whether they're across the country. And so figuring out how you're going to collaborate to reach the outcomes um, is really uh, the golden key here at the end of the day, Kelly. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I think that's the most fun part about working with a team is the collaboration and building people up and supporting them and growing them to the point where you're actually collaborating on an equal level and and even getting team members that are performing far above and beyond what you're capable of in their area of specialization. And I think when you get a team that each independently has an area of specialization that they are the best at, far beyond what you could ever do, that's when you're starting to really get the snowball rolling of what's possible, you know, in building a team. Well, that's right. I mean, I have a team. There's a lot of things that they don't want me doing their job because yes, that would be a bad plan. Yeah, that would be a bad plan for everybody involved. And so, when you can say that honestly, and and I'm not saying that, and you're not saying that because someone just doesn't want you in their sandbox, but because literally you couldn't do their job as well as they could, or maybe you couldn't do it at all. Then, then you are starting to truly lead. Yes. And and that's a transition that that many of you aren't at yet, but but you don't want to be thinking about being at that place, right? Mm-hmm. You don't have to have all of the answers. Repeat that to yourself. You do not have to have all the answers. You shouldn't hold yourself to that standard. And and listen, 
when you work for somebody else or if you're if you're starting a business and you still work for somebody else, you don't want a boss that has all the answers anyway. Right. So don't hold yourself to that standard and don't make that the goal because it's it's a bad standard and it's the wrong goal. Couldn't agree more. Very well said. I love it, Kevin. So here's the thing. You know, you're not just teaching about leadership. You're running your own team. And the proof is really in the putting. I mean, you've worked with Fortune 500 companies. You're working with NASA, American Red Cross, you know, John Deere, Purdue University, Southwest, and the list goes on and on and on. You know, talk to us a little bit about this journey of entrepreneurship for you. You know, obviously, you've been, you know, out there doing this work in the world for years and years. And I'm sure there's quite a few lessons you can part on our listeners, you know, before we, we get ready to wrap things up here, just about the, the, the learnings in your journey that allowed you to have the kind of success that you have had. Well, I was fortunate, uh, Kelly, in that I worked for, I grew up on a farm and we had farm related businesses. And so I was involved in watching businesses run up close and being hands-on involved in them from a very early age and having a father who was willing to, uh, to delegate things to me to run at a young age. So I had a lot of experience and opportunity to do that, but it's still not the same as doing your own. And it's still not the same as the, obviously the kind of business that I run is different than those. Uh, But I'm very fortunate Kelly to have had that background. And so uh, I think, again, the biggest lesson I would probably share is one we've already talked about in terms of leadership. And that is you've got to keep learning. And, and the thing I would say to everyone listening is you, you're, you're all nodding your head and you're, you're, listening to this podcast because you are a learner and you're achievement minded and all of that. And yet here's what I would challenge you with is that there's, there's maybe 12 things that right now you're saying, Hey, I need to learn more about this. I need to learn about more about sales. I need to learn more about Facebook advertising and learn more about inventory management, whatever the leadership, whatever those things are. And what I would suggest that you do is you pick one and for the next three months, make that your main focus. Now, it doesn't mean that you're going to forget the rest, but you have, because if you've got 12 things you're trying to learn, you've got no things you're trying to learn. And so I would strongly suggest, and one of my big lessons, one of the things I coach leaders on all the time is have a learning goal, make it, a, make it two months, make it three months, whatever, whatever you want to make it, but say, this is what I'm going to focus on. Now I'm going to consciously work on getting better at this thing. I'm going to lock that skill in, and then I'm going to move on to the next one. So as you are thinking about your business and all the things that you've got to work on and juggle, where are the things that would make the biggest, have be the biggest leverage point for you and use, use that to, de- to determine where do you want to spend your time learning for the next couple of months. Mm, perfect. No, that's great. Thank you. So you've you've obviously had the opportunity to partner with some unbelievable organizations to do the work that you're doing in the world. Um, what would you say are, are some of the biggest things that positioned you and allowed you to build those types of partnerships that you were able to? You know, for people listening today that, you know, maybe also have a dream or a vision for their business of partnering with world-class organizations the way that you have, what space did you put yourself in? To what type of sales and marketing did you do? What did you feel was really necessary to be able to develop those level partnerships? Well, I was in a mastermind group a few years ago, Kelly, where the question was asked. So list out all of the different all the different ways that people might find you or that you might generate a lead. And at that point, I came up with a list of fifty four ways. So the, I think the first thing is the the worst number in business is one. So don't have one strategy. You've got to have a bunch of ways to go about it. Now, obviously you have to, you have to, you have to, to focus, right? Now I would say this, 
in the world, the world's different today than when I started my business 24 plus years ago. Uh, and, and so now I would tell people, regardless of what business that they're in, they ought to have a blog or a podcast. Uh, and, and because you start to build your credibility, you start to build a space, you start to create your voice, which doesn't just help you in marketing, but helps you be clearer yourself. I think the value of uh, writing or talking about your area of expertise is more than just what you get from the marketing or social marketing or all of those sorts of good reasons. It really gets down to you getting clear and you being able to deliver whatever your expertise is more effectively. And so that would certainly be a piece of it. But I think you have to you have to expand beyond just the online world. You know, some of you listening are, you know, in a brick and mortar situation and you're dealing with clients who are nearby you, or even if you're virtual, everyone's nearby you and you're not trying to build a worldwide brand. That doesn't change this fact that you, you want to have the online presence, but you got to figure out how you're going to interact with people face to face, because at the end of the day, that's how people choose to buy. And so, you know, I think you want to have a variety, uh, a, a broad set of strategies uh, so that you have more than one right answer, Kelly. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. And I think, well, I think, and especially with how fast and aggressively things are changing and shifting, you have to really protect yourself and make sure that you're not reliant on any one or two core things because things are moving so quickly that you you really have to have a, a broader, long range strategy overall. Well, let me just say one more thing about that because a lot of people think, well, you know, I'm using I'm using Facebook, I'm doing this, I'm doing YouTube or whatever, and we're doing those things. But the fact is that you don't own any of those media. And the reality is they can change it tomorrow uh, in ways that could have drastic impacts on your business. So uh, I'm not saying not to use those. I'm not a Luddite. But I am saying that if those are if you're basing everything on that, that's a mistake. That's a mistake. Mm hmm. No, couldn't agree more. I, I couldn't agree more. Um, so you've given us so much great information and insight and wisdom here from your years of experience. Kevin, I really appreciate everything that you shared. I'm sure everyone listening has a couple of key things that they're going to take away and, and get started on. But I would love to know, you know, what you have going on that you think would be great to share with our listeners as a next step to take based on what they learned from you in the interview here today. I've really got two things for people, Kelly, uh, for some of you. So really for everybody, um, if you are, if the thing that you want to focus on right now is how do I work on my leadership skills, then I would encourage you to sign up for our free video series. It's 13 days to remarkable leadership. Every day you'll get a new short video with a story, uh, a lesson and a tool to use to help you apply that, that skill. And just go to kevineikenberry.com slash 13 days. That's one, three days. And if you're leading a team that is remote and you've got people spread out across the country, or if you've got a virtual assistant or whatever, um, you might be really interested in my upcoming book called The Long Distance Leader. And the easiest way right now is to go pre-order a copy of the book. And you can go to amazon.com and search on The Long Distance Leader, or you can just go to remarkablepodcast.com forward slash book, and it'll point you right to there. Uh, and you can get yourself a pre-ordered copy of the book that comes out in a few months. Excellent. All right. Thank you so much, Kevin. Awesome resources, great tools. Guys, go take action right away. We'll include the links and everything that Kevin just shared in the show notes, of course. Kevin, I want to thank you so much for being on the show today and sharing all of your insight with our listeners. 
Kelly, it was a pleasure to be here and I wish everybody unstoppable, unstoppable success. Thanks, Kevin. Awesome. All right. For all my listeners of Unstoppable Success Radio, thank you guys so much for sharing this time with us. And if you know of just one person that wants to learn how to become a stellar leader, share this episode along with them and everything that Kevin was able to deliver here today. Thanks guys so much for being here. And until next time, I want to remind you to dream big, take action, and don't stop until you make it happen. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to Unstoppable Success Radio. And if you're not already a member of my private email community, I want you to text the word IGNITE to 44222. Text the word IGNITE to 44222 to get all the resources, trainings, swipe files, and tips I only share there. If you're not already a member, all you have to do is text IGNITE to 44222 to get in on all the action. Thanks so much.